Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. My brother Jesse and his wife are on the road. Jess, are you there, brother? Going to a funeral. I am reporting. A duty, reporting yes. For duty, sir. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm reporting. Yep. And Jess, I'm going to start it this way. I'm the Terry Barber, the Lebanese lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Lebanese lover of Our Lady. And my partner, Jess, is here. Jesse, tell us where you're going and why are you on the road today with your wife? Uh, I'm on my way to uh, go give condolences to a very, uh, very close fa- uh, family and friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our their loved ones passed away, a good friend of the family, the yeah. Romero family. So mm-hmm. we're going to go do the Catholic thing yep. and uh, start the nine-day rosaries and, uh, and help them with the funeral arrangements. Awesome, Jess. Yeah. Well, Jesse, today— hey, let's, 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 Let's pray Say for a prayer Reverend. right now. For her name is, yeah, her name is Alvia uh, Escobar in the name of the Father, Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. If all you could join with us, eternal rest grant to Alvia Escobar, O Lord, and let, and let your perpetual light shine upon, upon her. her. May the soul of Alvia Escobar, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. She was a listener to the Terry and Jesse. Oh show, by my the way. goodness, God love her. Devoted to this show. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Well, she's got her exit interview, and we pray for her eternal salvation. Jesse, today. She, she, yeah, she died well. She died with all the sacraments. Oh man, uh, apostolic pardon. Nothing better she than that. Praying the Rosary, the Divine Mercy around her. She, wow. She went out Catholic style. Yeah, you got Catholic that style. right. Well, awesome. <laughs> Jesse, today's topic. This is a, a an amazing story. I tried to watch the video on YouTube. I don't know if they took it down. It says it's not up right now. But it's a desperate pro-abortion mob harassing the TFP volunteers, a bunch of young men at George Mason University. And why are they harassing them? Because they're standing up for life. And so we'll talk about that. The next topic that we're going to cover, everybody's going to want to cover, because the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. We have a great article from Father Z. It says, if Eucharistic revival doesn't address these issues, and we're going to cover them, then it's not going to happen. In other words, we're not going to have more reverence. We're not going to have a greater love for the Mass. And I think he nailed it. And so wait till you hear these items that Father Z talks about. And then, of course, our last segment, we'll have church militant Dave Newsman. He's a brand new person on our, on our network there. So he'll be coming on to talk about what's happening in the news tonight on Church Militant. But, Jesse, I have some news. I have some really good news, I think. This is an ex-trans woman. She launches an $850,000 lawsuit against the medical people who approved her surgery to remove her breasts. And I think this is how we're going to stop this whole mess, is they're going to hit them in the pocketbook. And so I, I commend her for doing that, and others have done the same. And I have a, I have a pretty good idea that uh, they will get the message once they lose in court, and it starts costing them money. Also, I have a, right. another good story, Jesse. A woman told a lapsed Catholic TV personality, you come back to the church. <laughs> she, she said, I'm praying for you. And well, eight years later, he did. His name is Chuck Garcia. He's a former pastor of a booming non-denominational parish, and he's a well-known TV personality in Detroit for the past 40 years. And doggone it, he says, I, yeah, I came. It came, took me a while, but uh, I'm, I'm in the Catholic faith now. I'm coming back. And you see prayer, Jesse. That's the good news there. Someone, that woman was praying for him, and she actually challenged him, which I think we need to do more of. Last, last. Yeah, Terry. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Terry, not, not only prayer, yeah. but just somebody actually invited him back to church. They didn't argue with him. They didn't sit down and, and right. debate him or so, do apologetics. 
they just it, 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 for the article it looks like she just invited him back to church. That's right. And uh, that's what it takes. The Holy Spirit did the rest. Yeah. Yep. And Jesse, because we're going to have a gospel today, we're going to be talking about persecution. I want to tell a story about a French bishop. He he was sanctioned for saying that abortion has killed more than all the people who died in France in World War One. And this is an elderly priest. He's in, he was covering for seventeen small parishes in the east of France. And his bishop said, hey, you know, you can't do that. You're offending people. And I think about when we read the gospel, how this applies to all of us. If we're not offending the world today, then we're not living out the Catholic faith. Okay, that's all I got, Just What about you, brother? Yeah, Terry, uh, just want to mention that today the, the, uh, on the last segment, it's going to be Nick Wiley. Oh, Nick Wiley. I'm sorry. Got the wrong name. Nick. And not new, it's, it's Nick Wiley. And uh, he's going to be talking about the transgender Leviathan. Okay. Second thing he's going to be talking about is Vatican snubs Italy's offer to fund marriage. And third. That's crazy. The third, Scott Perry, Republican from Pennsylvania, regrets voting for gay marriage bill. So yeah, that's what we'll be talking about. Yeah. 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 Let's, 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 do, let's do some soul food time right now, Terry. All right, bro. Let's get Luke it out. chapter 21. Yep, I got it in front of me. By the way. Today's the feast day of St. Clement, St. Columban, and Blessed Miguel Agustin Pro. Pray for oh, us. Today, Luke chapter 21, verses 12 to 19. Jesus said to the crowd, They will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and the prisons. And they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. <clears throat> It will lead to your giving testimony. By the way, that's where we get the word when people say, hey, give your witness or give your testimony. That's what it means. It's right from the New Testament. Because yep. I remember I said this one day and somebody goes, Jesse, that's a Protestant word. I said, no, it's not. It's a New Testament word. <laughs> so some, sometimes we as Catholics get too, too uh, overly uh, scrupulous and say, no, that's a Protestant word. No, it's not. It's a New Testament word, giving <laughs> testimony. It says, remember... You are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that, you, that, you, that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Jesus Christ was talking to the early church. Yes. And this is exactly what happened to them. Once our Lord passed away, there was this continued persecution against the early Catholic Church by the unbelieving Jews, or what we would call apostate Israel, mm -hmm. and by the uh, and by the unbelieving Roman Empire which is uh, called also the second beast of the book of Revelation. So it was the pagan Romans and the unbelieving Jews that continued for decades, if not centuries, continued persecuting the early Catholic Church, the early followers of Jesus Christ. And Jesus tells, tells them exactly what's going to happen to them. Uh, you're going uh, to be handed over to the synagogues and the prisons before kings and governors. Yep. And guess what, Terry? The same thing is happening to many Catholics oh, yeah. right now around the world. Yep. Even in our country, ask Mark Houck. Yeah. Uh, he, reads, he, he reads this passage. He says, yep, check that box off. It happened to me and my family. <laughs> it's, happening, 
in our country right now. Yeah. It's happening in communist countries all the time. It's happening in Islamic countries all the time. And it's happening in, happening in countries that have, that have embraced secondary humanism like our country, the United States, Terry. Well said. And Jesse, today's St. Clement I, the Pope, he was baptized by St. Peter. Isn't that interesting? And here's an interesting yeah. note about it. When they put him in prison, he was converting so many prisoners to Christianity, it ticked the, the Roman government off. So what did they do? They put a chain around his leg, his net, his um, his ankle, and with a big chain and a big ball on it, and they threw him in the river so he would die because he was converting too many people. And I think of that today, the reading of the gospel, the saint of the day, wow. it fits, yes, it really does. All right. Hey, let's— Terry, you know what? Ahead, they, ki- they, they, ki- they killed them. Yeah. They killed them the way Jesus Christ said <laughs> that child molesters are going to be killed. Yeah. <clears throat> you, you tie a mil- you, So yeah. it, it, it's, interesting, it's interesting that the enemies of Christ yes. used, used what Jesus said in Matthew 18 yeah. Yeah, to kill the fourth pope of the Catholic Church. Wow. And by the way, he's known as a patron saint of fishermen. St. Clement, pray for us. Pray for us. All right, let's bring the smartest guy into the room. Full scene ahead. I love it when Bishop Strickland's with Bishop, Bishop Fulton Sheen because I, I could picture Bishop Sheen on that train telling Bishop Strickland, go back down, hey, just teach the fundamentals of the faith. And that's what Bishop Strickland is doing. Here's what he said just as a summary in a short sentence. Catholics, let us be clear. Bishop Strickland saying, God is our creator. Jesus Christ is our savior, is the son of God. Life is sacred from conception to natural death. The Eucharist is the real presence of Jesus in the world. Marriage is between one man and one woman. And discipleship requires turning away from sin. Well, that says it pretty much in a a nutshell, Jess. This is what we preach here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. A summary of what Christ taught. And we are not going to change our mind. So, Bishop Sheen, please pray for us. Yes? Amen. By the way, the month of November is dedicated to the holy souls. Let's not forget, mm-hmm. the Bible tells us in Psalm 116, verse 15, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. So remember this month, dedicated to the, those who have died and departed to their heavenly home. Yep. Uh, make sure that you're praying your rosary every day, as Our Lady of Fatima told us. Amen. And remember, all the numerous holy souls who have died and are believed to have, who have, who have entered into heaven or will one day enter into heaven if they're in purgatory. Also, if you like our show, yes. you can share the full show link at vmpr.org. You can also find us on social media at VMP, at VMP Radio. And you can go to our YouTube channel. We're back on YouTube. Go to Full Sheen Ahead. <laughs> you can share our shows with your friends and evangelize everybody that you love. Amen. Hey, when we come back from our break, folks, we're going to talk about a desperate pro-abortion mob yeah, harassing some TFP volunteers. These guys aren't even getting paid to do this. They're doing it for the love of God. And boy, <laughs> what they went through, I, I, they're better men than I, Jess. And I'm going to tell you why when we come back from the break here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Yes, we're too blessed to be stressed. Yes, we're too anointed to be disappointed. And yes, if hope was funny, we'd be billionaires. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess is on the road going to a funeral. 
And uh, we're going to be talking about something that just sent to me, and I thought, wow, these guys are brave, braver than I. It's a basically young men standing up for life at George Mason University, and other students who aren't for uh, killing for, are for killing unborn babies are giving them a hard time. That's to say the least. Why don't you set the stage, Jess? What the story is on this? Harriet, I, I, I know the these guys. They came. They, yeah, I came. These these guys came to Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. And they came and prayed with us for three days straight when uh, the Temple of Satan came to consecrate the city of Scottsdale to Satan. Uh, And so these brave young men, Terry, they came with a squad of of, of young men, and they were with us shoulder to shoulder praying for three days. So what we see in this video, and they go around the country, anywhere where Antifa, Black Lives Matter, pro-aborts, or the Temple of Satan, wherever they have, wherever they're holding a rally... TFP, these young volunteers, these young Catholic, well-formed young men, they will go and they will, they will pray the rosary, hold banners of Our Lady crushing the devil's head, and they dress up with, with a shirt and tie. They dress up, you look, they look just like Mormon kids, but they're Catholics. Yeah. So what would you see? In the, I watched the video. It's about 10 minutes, 9, 10 minutes long. So they're at George Mason University, and uh, they the pro-abortion students are having a rally. The TFP shows up. I think there's about 12 of them. Mm-hmm. So it's 12, and they're facing off against 200 <laughs> pro-aborts yeah. who are swearing, cussing, spitting oh at them, physically pushing them. Mm. Uh, I mean, they're outnumbered, you know, two to one, three to one. But the, the TFP young men... They refused to be bullied into silence. They stood there, held their ground, holding up their banners with their shirts and ties, with their bagpipes, praying the rosary out loud. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, some of the PFP young men, they had banners that read, big old banners here in the secular university saying, quote, pray and act against the sin of abortion. Uh, The TFP with also with, with little... Uh, they, they had uh, these megaphones. They were also crying out these slogans, saying Margaret Sanger and Roe versus Wade are both six feet beneath the grave. They were they were saying that over and over. They were also saying, eagle eggs are protected, yet unborn babies are rejected. Why the double standard? Exactly. And then they were also they had signs, and they were also they were also saying in a loud voice, smile, you survived abortion. Wow. Terry, yeah, when God you look bless at him. this, yeah. You could see the difference in our society between, as it says in the oh, yeah. Bible, First John three ten, the sons of Satan and the sons of God. Yeah. This is such a clear line of demarcation of where we're at in our society. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, just not, not to digress or not no. to go out a rabbit hole, yeah. but I bet you all the 200 college kids from George Mason University that were uh, cussing and swearing and spitting and pushing these young men uh, I'm sure they voted for President Biden. I'm of course. sure they did, Terry. Of course, that makes sense. And I can tell you the other guys that they didn't vote for Biden because I know a lot of them. Uh, and so it's very clear in our society that the issue of abortion, Terry, is like an earthquake oh, yeah. in America. Yeah. It splits this country in half. Yeah. And, and Jesse, I think they're witness, even people who aren't on either side that are in the middle you know, the people who just don't care or whatever, they're like, whatever you do. Yeah. I would think that they would see these young men and go, those guys are brave. Do they really believe that much? 
What do they have that I don't have? I, I've seen that affect people who are in the middle when they see committed people doing the right thing because the truth about life is really, you know, a moral thing. Yeah, but you know what? If you've just got a head on your shoulders and you look at uh, common sense, scientists scientists will tell us that, you know, this is a baby. This is nothing else other than a baby. And so for those who try to say that, hey, yeah, it's a baby, but we're going to kill it, people of goodwill are out there got to say, wait a minute, what about that baby? And I think that their witness is really impressive. Jesse, I got to tell you, though, I'll make a confession here. Uh, as a young man, you know, I prayed at the abortion clinic since 1977, and uh, I've had my altercations with people, and there's one time they, they did, it was a couple hundred people, and we only had six, and the guy put a cigarette butt in my ear, and I went after him. I couldn't, uh, I had a big crucifix in my hands, but uh, my lower nature kicked in. I respect those guys because I don't know if they, if I get confronted like that, my, uh, my lower nature, I, I, I confess it. I probably spend some time in purgatory, as you say, uh, for this. But yeah. uh, I, I would go after them knowing even at my old age, I, uh, I just uh, I have a hard time uh, not defending myself if someone's poking me. That's all I will say. Yeah. Terry, you know what? I think uh, both of us. Uh, our, our halo is going to be sandblasted in purgatory. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it, and it, it, it's because again, you and me do have that. Uh, we don't have the virtue that these young kids. No, I, I, I've, talk I've, about, I've proven talk it. Talk about the virtue of temperance. Oh, that we have and and and, and, the, and the sub virtue of uh, uh, the sub virtue of humility and yeah. meekness. Yeah. Uh, again, that's why purgatory is yeah. going to. Uh, that's that's where my halo is going to be sandblasted because. I, I fall short when I read this article and see this video. Oh, yeah. Lord, I am so far from these young men. Uh, Terry, like you said, some of the people in the video that I watched, yeah, they were so impressed by these young men. This one student that was there watching them they, they walked up to the TFP volunteers and said, "No way! I never expected to see you guys on my campus. I watch all your videos." <laughs> so, so there was students. That were kind of like you know, like kind of just watching this. Yeah. And and a lot of them, seeing the bravery of these twelve young men being surrounded by two hundred, literally monsters, Terry. I yeah. mean, it, it reminds me of the movie. I don't know if you ever seen the, the trilogy. It's called The Lord of the Rings. It, it's a three part mm -hmm. series. Yeah. Yep. Books. There's the movie called The Lord of the Rings. Yep. It, Incredible. I think we lost Jess for just a second. They are Tolkien. J.R. Tolkien. Yeah, J.R. Tolkien. Okay. Yeah, the the movie, The Lord of the Rings, which I'm sure you're famous. It. It's, famous. A, it's a Catholic classic. Sure. Yeah. In there, they have these monsters called orcs, the orcs. Well, I'm going to tell you, Terry, when I, see, when I see videos like this, we have orcs in America right now. Oh, yeah. And there, it's a lot of these young men and women who are being purposefully yeah. malformed through a Marxist education. Yeah, yeah. And Jesse, what I keep what I think I take out of this for me and I hope for our listener is that wait a minute. At the office, at work, wherever I'm at, I need to speak up for the unborn. I need to say, wait a minute. Uh-uh, I'm not on my watch. And I think that this is one of the reasons abortion is still legal, is because too many of us have become quiet. And I think that that time has to end. That's my take, Jess. 
Well, I can tell you one thing, PF, TFP, these young men, they're certainly not quiet. Nope. Anywhere in the country. I mean, the week, two weeks before that, they were in Tyler, Texas, praying with Bishop Strickland Good. Uh, when the Temple of Satan went over there to have some type of satanic festival out there in downtown, uh, in t- down, downtown uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler, Texas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Terry, and the TFP, they had rosaries in their hands, praying out loud, sacramentals, bagpipes, yeah. sacramentals. They had banners Holy water, that, I'm sure. that said things like protecting the unborn. Yeah. They were passing out flyers very with, with real good Thomistic arguments. The good. flyers said 10 reasons to protect the unborn. Excellent. So they were passing out these leaflets. And the pro-abort Marxist students, they would get these flyers and just rip them right in front of their face. Oh, yeah. They'd receive it like, oh, give it to me. Then they'd rip it up like Nancy Pelosi ripped up uh, President Trump's Oops. speech yeah. uh, during that, uh, you know, during uh, the, the, the State of the Union address. Yeah. Also, the, of course, the other side, the left, all the, the, the intolerant left, all kinds of F-bombs, yeah. all kinds of I hate you. Uh, in fact, this one person of the, of, from, uh, of the left, this Marxist student, said, quote, I hate you guys. I'm not part of the tolerant left. I'm part of the intolerant left. My body, wow. my choice. So Terry, they, they, they admit. Yeah. They admit that yeah. they're intolerant. Yeah, we're not going to put know, up when, with when you. Push comes, yeah, when push comes to shove, right yeah. now, Terry, the left, you know, years ago they're saying, oh, we just want to be accepted. We, you know, LGBT uh, are uh, pro-choice. We just want to be accepted in society and and be, you know, have a have a be able to have a have a have a place at the table to converse about these things. Now, Terry, that's gone now. That's right me. now, they're like, we are the intolerant left. We run this country. We run the levers of power. You Christians, shut your mouth and get your butts <laughs> out of this campus. <laughs> why don't they really? Yeah. That's where we're at right now. Exactly, and that's why we need to push back. And this is not to change the topic, but this is why I mentioned on the radio, and I got a bunch of people calling me about our statue in our front yard of our house and that the city wants to take it up. No, we have to stand up for Christianity right now and not just roll over. And I think just to be quite frank, we need our bishops because they are the folks who are leading us as shepherds to stand up more and more. I remember St. John Paul II, he was being criticized, Jesse, because they said, Holy Father, you're speaking too much about abortion. Come on, let's talk about other things. And the Holy Father told him, when they stop killing these millions of babies through abortion, I will stop my rampage on a pro-life. And I think he's spot on. I just wish we had that kind of leadership right now because we need that. Because usually, you know, it's the, the generals who are leading. But right now, it's what Fulton Sheen said. And I'll, I'll make a little comment here. The Monsignor who said Mass today was ordained on the 27th of May 1972, and three days later in Rome, Pope Paul VI said, the smoke of Satan has entered the church, and he was joking, saying, is that me? No, he's talking about what we're talking about right now. That was right when Roe versus Wade was coming up to be approved and the killing of innocent life and all the sacrilege that's going on. My point is this. We've had enough that the line has been drawn. We need people. we We need foot soldiers to have their what they they will do in their prayer life and also speak yeah. for the truth in their home and on, at their business and at work or wherever they're at because yeah. we can't be silent anymore. 
Jerry, you can see when you watch the video mm-hmm. that these guys, the left didn't want to have an intellectual conversation. Of course not. From TFB, because these kids from TFB are very, are, they're, t- they're, they're well-trained in the Baltimore catechism. Yeah, they know all the, the, the they, they know all the Thomistic arguments for the Baltimore catechism. And, and, uh, and, and you could see when the TFP members were praying the joyful mysteries of the rosary, yeah. it was like an exorcism. I mean, me and my wife have seen exorcisms before. Yeah. The, the rosary angered the pro-abortion. Of course it would. And they, they, they were screaming these loud insults, and, and, and they were saying vile blasphemies against God. You can just see, Terry, that the, that the demon inside of them uh, was, was raging yeah. when these young, holy <laughs> young men that were well-formed were praying the, the joyful Yes, Yeah, see, that says it all there. That says it all. Good and evil. Yes. When we come back, man, the topic we're going to cover the practice of Eucharistic devotion in the Mass, and what do we need to do to bring back a Eucharistic revival? Well, without the points that Father Z is giving us, there is no revival, because actions speak louder than words. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Terry and Jesse. Jess is on the road. And we are going to cover this Eucharistic revival that the bishops have been demanding that we have. They realize, you know, 80% of the people in the pews don't even believe in the real presence. So they're saying we need to have conferences. And we're going to have our own conference coming up with our speakers and from our radio hosts, including Bishop Strickland and Bishop Athanasius Snyder, coming up later in the year, or at the beginning of the year. Jesse, uh, here's what Father Dissolf, Dissolf, I'm sorry, he's running his name wrong. Zoldorf. Yeah, that's what they call him, Father Z. He talks about practices of Eucharistic devotion. And I just said this again actions speak louder than words. And, you know, uh, he talks about going down a to what we call uh, practices. For example, I'll do. Let's just go back and forth. If you can read, if you're still in the car, there we can read them. The faithful yeah. receiving, yeah. kneeling, and on the tongue was required in the old days. Right now, it's optional. Now, Jesse, here at our chapel, we have this communion. Is, this is pre pre yeah. talking about pre nineteen sixty five. But in many pre uh, yeah. Right, but many of my friends that are priests. They still will have people that can kneel down in front of a communion rail. This really is an incredibly important thing that if we would just take away the idea that we're going to be standing or communion also on the, in the, on the hand, get those, get rid of that, and only on the tongue and kneeling, that would change a, a lot of people's belief that we're not just receiving a piece of bread. No, we're receiving the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. So again, bring back our old traditions and the way we had in the Mass, and we think it'll affect people's uh, understanding of what takes place at Mass. Number two, Jess. Yeah, Terry, the, the bishops want a Eucharistic revival. They do. They've uh, called for it. But, but Yeah, they're not going to get a Eucharistic revival Without. Until, they, they, until they implement what Father Z has written in this article. Yep. Because this is exactly... What the medicine that the church needs right now yeah. for a Eucharistic revival. If they don't do that, it's it's all talk. It's all rhetoric. The yeah. second thing that Father Z, by the way, Father Z was ordained by Pope John Paul II. 
he, he considers himself a traditional Catholic priest, and he's very uh, well-known because he's a blogger. He writes some very, very thoughtful articles. The second thing he writes about, and you can get this article by going to vmpr.org or go to jesseromero.com. What he does in this article is he puts the traditional Latin Mass, pre-1965 liturgy, and the post-1965 liturgy side by side. Mm-hmm. And then he's looking at the practices, right. and then he's saying, here's what needs to be done. Number two, the faithful receiving from the hands of a priest or a deacon. In the traditional Latin Mass that was required yep. in the new Mass, the Novus Ordo Misse, it's optional. There's a huge problem there because when you receive Holy Communion from Mr. O'Connor or Mrs. Garcia or, or uh, you know, or, or uh, some other layperson, Immediately, you're going to say, if, if, if that lay person that I know that lives across the street from me drops F-bombs and uh, smokes cigarettes in the parking lot after and before Mass, if, if they're touching the Holy Eucharist, that must not be anything special. It must not be God. It must be a piece of bread, because there's no way, Mr. O'Connor, what the Church would allow him to handle it if that was God. This is exactly what goes in the mind of any lay Catholic that has... Half a brain, Terry. Yeah, actions speak louder than words. Number three, Jess, the faithful receiving with a communion patent. Folks are going to say, what is a patent? That's the, the, the altar boy who, who, who will put that under your chin when you receive Holy Communion. Here at our chapel, we still do that on Sundays, Masses. And um, it's, it's required in the old Mass, and it's optional with the new. Again, if it is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ— I remember as a, a bo- altar boy, I loved it when I would catch the host from hitting the ground. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, baby, I did it. I saved Jesus from going on the ground. The point of it is, yes. is I believed that taught me that it was Jesus. Without that, what it's saying is, well, if it falls on the ground, just pick it up. Yeah. Um, Number four, yep. the minister of communion making the sign of the cross with the host yes. over the communicant. Yeah, the priest. This still happens yes. in the Latin Mass. The pre-1965 Mass. Yes. In the new Mass, it's been suppressed. It no longer happens. Yeah. Not even optional. It's suppressed. Yeah. Go well, on, I got to tell you, some of my traditional friends still do it. <laughs> they still do it. All right. The next one. The priest keeps his thumb and forefinger joined from consecration to absolutions. So now here's the point. Ablutions. 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 Uh, here's the point about this. The rubrics are very specific in the old mass, and you needed to follow those, or you were committing a sin. It seems today now with the new op- it's an option that um, you know that's one of the big problems is there's too many options in the new mass because yes. now now what happens, Jesse, is it's not universal worship. Depending on the priest, he can introduce the mass and say, "Hey, who's gonna who's a Ram fan? Who's a Dodger fan? Hey, yay!" What that's what's what are you talking about, Father? That's not part of the mass. Knock it off. Well, but you see, nobody says anything because in the new mass, there really isn't the order unless unless they get implemented by the bishop. So this is um, required in the old mass and suppressed in the new mass. Next one, Jess. Well, Terry, that's exactly what Doctor Kwasniewski says, who's oh, yeah. probably the the greatest authority on the Latin mass in the world right now. Mm-hmm. He's uh, written several books. On the topic, he works for Scott Hahn for the St. Paul Institute of Biblical Studies. He says that in the, the here's the problem in, in, the, in a nutshell, is that 
in Vatican II in the documents, the Sacrosanctum Concilium, it'll have a good piece of legislation, but then right after it says that, it'll say, but it is optional. Right. By adding the words after like every other, every other sentence right. in Sacrosanctum Concilium, the priest must do this right. or should do this, and then it says, but it is optional. Yeah. That's, that's exactly where Dr. Kwasniewski says, this is where the liberals have taken liberties and start doing the, let's do a happy birthday, happy anniversary. Hey, lay people, raise your hand up and pray over this person. All the crazy stuff that we see, Terry, is because of that little sentence that was put in by Bunini and, his, and the which was, you will do this. Oh, but it is optional. Right. That, that, yeah. Let's go to the next one. All right. The priest. The gen- priest. Go ahead. Genuflex before and after each elevation at the consecration. Why is he doing that? To show that now the host is now the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ under the appearance of bread. And this is, again, another indication about the real presence. So seems to me it says here in the new mass, you know, reduced to one genuflection. And the old mass, it was required twice to do that. And again, it's bringing forth some teaching. And again, actions speak louder than words. Again, Jess, next one. Yeah, it's, it's suppressed in the new mass. Uh, it's suppressed. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one, the priest genuflecting before, before and after each elevation at the consecration. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That's what it's I just... Mass. I'm sorry, I did that. Go ahead, Jess. Oh, I made a mistake. Yeah. I, I jumped the, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so the priest genuflecting before and after each elevation at the consecration... Yeah. Right. Oh, you, okay, you did yeah, that you one, did. Right, You're the one that's preached genuflex before and after a handling of the sacred species. Of the sacred species, okay. Required. Yeah, the priest genuflecting before and after handling of the sacred yeah. species. In the old Mass, pre-1965, that's required. Yeah. In the new Mass, suppressed. that's suppressed. Yep. So when, so when you see your priest not genuflecting anymore before the real presence, you're going to start saying, well, I guess he doesn't even believe that this is God. Right. Because that's what you do before God, Terry. Yeah. And if that's taken away, again... This was done specifically by Bonini and oh. company to start eradicating belief in the real presence. Absolutely. Next one. Lay Next people one. forbidden from touching the sacred species. You know, uh, that was, I understood that as a child, that only the priest. That's huge. Yeah, it is huge. Why? Because it's the body, blood, soul, and divinity of huge. Christ. I mean, it brings back a, a special, that's the only uh, thing that, that separates this supernatural food. I mean, if we can touch it, and we can pick it up and do whatever we want. Well, that's what I do with normal food. So I think uh, it was required in the old and suppressed in the new. Next. Next. Lay people forbidden from touching the sacred vessels. In the old Mass, pre-1965, it was required. You couldn't touch the, 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 the sacred vessels. In the new Mass, that's been suppressed. Yeah. Now, uh, you know. Right. I didn't realize this next one. The priest not turning his back on the tabernacle for more than a passing moment. If that's not, that's, I mean, you know, tip, doubting your head, you know, tipping your head, your, uh, bowing your head when you say the name of Jesus. All these things have such powerful meaning, but they don't seem to apply today. They're optional. And I think, again, it's undermining the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Next one, Jess. Fingers purified with wine and water. In the old mass, that was required. In the new mass, that was suppressed. Absolutely. Next. All right, and we're getting it real quick. Okay, uh, here's one. The purification at the altar was required 
in the old mass. It's optional now. Again, what is that purification for there? Because we're talking about the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Every time you undermine that by doing these changes, it's, it's a message. And again, I say, uh, actions speak louder than words. We've got another minute, Jess. Which one do you want to get to? Next. Purification during Mass was required under the old rite. Yep. Under the new rite, it's optional. And the last one, clergy genuflecting to the tabernacle during the Mass proper was required in the old Mass. It's now suppressed in the new Mass. Yeah. So again, it all comes back down to the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. My summary is this. Bishops, we want a revival. Well, let's, let's have our Mass reflect more of what we believe for 2,000 years about the Mass. It's a reenactment of Calvary that we're present at that one eternal sacrifice that we receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ because the facts are right now, Catholics don't know that. Your thoughts, Jess? Terry, uh, this is, it, without people taking Father Z's article seriously, we're not going to see a revival in the, in the Eucharist, in the Church. Uh, things are going to continue to uh, go the way of modernism, and we know where modernism comes from. Modernism comes from secular humanism, That's right. and secular hum humanism is diabolical. Many, many bishops have said that. Even Satanists say, Satanists will tell you we're secular humanists because secular humanism is diabolical. Amen. Up next, Church Militant News update here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Thanks for supporting us here. Like Jess said, you can go to our Full Sheen Ahead YouTube channel. You can go to VMPR, download our free app so you can get all the shows. And uh, we appreciate everything you're doing to help us promote the gospel of life. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Indeed, we have Nick Willie from... A church militant to give us an update on the news. This is your first time with us, Nick, so I want to give you a warm welcome, brother. I've seen you, and I'm happy to see such a young man on fire for the faith. So welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Well, thank you so much, Terry. How are y'all today? I'm too blessed to be stressed, Nick, and too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, I'd be a billionaire, brother. I'm glad to have you here. Tell us a little bit about what church militant's going to Give us, and the news tonight, give us a teaser, if you might, if you will, please. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the big things we're going to talk about tonight, so this guy, Pedro Gonzalez, he's an editor and writer for Chronicles Magazine. Mm -hmm. He had a report that recently came out called The Transgender Leviathan, and it goes into some of the faulty science behind the transgender movement and just where the money is coming from. Because, you know, with all these things, it's always about the money. Where's the money coming? Where's yeah. it going? And so that's, that's one of the big things we're going to talk about tonight. Nick, in that situation, we brought up the ex-trans woman who launched the $850,000 lawsuit against the medical people uh, because they wanted to, to remove her breasts. And it seems to me that that's also going to play a role to stop this if we follow the money, like you just said. But also, if people start suing these medical firms and these doctors, I think that might get their attention. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, they had a lawsuit to hide the fact that they were giving these kickbacks to these doctors. Yep. Because, because we, we, know, we know ourselves right now that 
There's no one performing these gender surgeries or abortions. None of these doctors are good people. None of them care. Yeah. They're all evil people in it for the money, exactly. in it for whatever fame, prestige, whatever they have to do to sell their souls. Amen. They're, in it, they're in it for all that. They're, they're, they're not in it to help a single one of us. Yeah, Nick, why don't you really tell me what you think, brother? I love it. Nick, what else do you have going for us tonight? Yeah, yeah, so... Italy was actually trying to, they were looking at subsidizing Catholic marriages to the, tune of, to the tune of 20,000 euros for a couple to get married because they actually have one of the lowest marriage rates in all of the world. Yeah. And a surprise is that the Pontifical Academy for Life, the head Archbishop Paglia, is actually one standing against this. Yeah, that's a scandal, man. That's scandalous. Yeah, he, he, um, so he talked about how it shouldn't be just for Catholics. It should be for everyone. The, the Muslims, all the families should get yeah. this. We're, we're not just going to do this for Catholics. That's, that would just be scandalous to actually help Catholics get married, to, to promote the family from the Pontifical Academy of Life. Yeah. You know, Nick, I'm going to tell you something that you're going to probably be shocked about, but you're not going to say, oh, you're right, Terry. I really question what these guys really believe in a lot of these pontifical schools that they're in in Rome because the things they say are so contrary to what the Catholic faith teaches. I have to ask him, who do they think Jesus Christ is? You know, Buddha? Another Buddha or something? Because I think they've lost the supernatural aspect of the faith because they say things that are so worldly that you go, well, wait a minute, I thought we were followers of Christ, not of the world. So that's uh, my take on people like that. I, I Why they would say, well, you know, it's like we're not different than anybody else. Are you kidding me? Do you believe in the uniqueness of the Catholic faith? Yes or no? That's my question to these bishops. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to read something he said because I think that most people won't won't um, won't even they'll just look right past this okay. when they read about it that we said. That's but um, Paglia actually had this to say. Uh -oh, put your he said, on. Uh, he said, for the church, yep. marriage is a sacrament, and a sacrament cannot be bought, oh. which is. Which is totally true, yeah, but this is the same church yeah. that at every single wedding is committing simony. Yeah. They're, they're charging you for every— they're, Of course The church they is are. charging you for all the sacraments, but for this specific, for this specific bill that could, that could be passed for 20,000 euros to actually help people yeah. to get started, to get married, to start a family and all— sure. That apparently, that, that's buying a sacrament, but charging them these fees for marriage, for the, for the, for the church itself, for the choir, for all these things, that, that's, not, that's not anything to worry about. But the government wanting to help out and actually help families, that's, that's going too far. Great, that's, that's a sin. Great point. He, he reminds me of the Democratic Party, but oh, that's just me on the side. All right, Nick, what's the last topic you got for us, brother? Yeah, so we have um, Pennsylvania's Rep. Scott Perry, he's the House yeah. Freedom Caucus chair. He, um, Republican, right? After, after, yeah, Republican. A after all the backlash that he's getting, he he's informed us that he regrets voting yes <laughs> to the Respect for Marriage Act. Well, I hope we make some reparation for it because that was a big, a big a mistake for him. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it just goes to show you. It's like I, I wonder what he would have said if he wasn't getting all this backlash. He he tries to say that. Um, 
oh, we weren't given time to really examine it, and we were told by the Democrats, if we, if we don't vote yes for this, we're going to be labeled as racist because we don't want interracial marriage. If we say no, then it's going to get rid of interracial marriage. And so that, 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 that's the smokescreen that a lot of these guys are hiding behind. They don't, they don't want to come out and tell you that, oh, you know, we're just liberals too. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's always... It's all, there's always some kind of thing like that. The, the Democrats said we'd be racist. Yeah, really? You know, hey, Nick, let me ask you this. Uh, a lot of our folks want to be participating in the resistance of, of issues that happen at their local parishes. And I know Church Militant has a, a good program to join. How can they do that? Yeah, yeah. So you can go to our website. You can go to the resistance tab on it. You'll be contacted by some of our guys, great guys, Alex, Joe, Ronan. They they do a, they set they've set up a lot. Like we have a lot in the works that people don't get to see all the time. It's normally more secret things that we don't publicize until after they've happened. Just because if the dioceses or whatever knew what was coming, they would you know they would try to put it they would try to put a stop to it. But there's a lot of great initiatives going on all the time, and that's that's one thing that we've been big about, particularly this year when we had our call to action conference is that everything is a grassroots thing. We can't, we can't really do anything about a lot of the things that are happening at the top. We can't change the president's mind. We can't change the pope's mind. But we can do things in our communities, in our parishes, that will actually make more of an impact. And so that's, that's the whole point of resistance is the local arm because that's, that's, where, that's where your day-to-day life is going right. to be most affected. Nick, one more plug I'd like to give you guys. For $10 a month, you, you know, your premium that people give to Church Militant, they're going to have access to a lot of catechetical teachings. Can you tell us a little bit what they get with that? Yeah, so we have just an amazing archive, an amazing library of videos that particularly Michael's done, things that spent hours researching, and it's things like climate change, what is really behind it, things like Freemasonry. We have hours on that. We have hours on every topic, whether it's things that are attacking the church, whether it's what is the faith, how can we promote it, where are things in scripture. There are shows for everything. Instead of instead of going to watch a movie that you're just going to see, it's just going to be, you know, basically porn and vulgarity all the time when you when you go to the movie theater or watching shows that are going to promote you know, the latest transgender things or anything like that. You can watch these things that will actually spiritually uplift you and help you to fight the culture. There are thousands and thousands of right. hours of great things that we've put up there that people, can, that people have full access to. And you know, Nick, I think of the little flower when she said, we, we have only short moments of this life to work for God's glory. The devil knows this, and that is why he tries to make us waste time in useless things, the things you just mentioned. Okay? Yeah. Oh, let, she says, oh, let us waste, waste not any time. Let us save souls. Souls are falling into hell innumerable as the flakes of snow on a winter day. Jesus weeps instead of consoling him. We are brooding over our own sorrow. So basically, we need to get into the fight. And I think that's what church militants all about. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you can't be a saint right now, you're never going to be one. If you don't if you don't take those steps right now, you you have no idea when the Lord is going to call you home. We we have 
20, the world is is going crazy, and Absolutely. whether it whether you whether you get taken out by the woke mob or whether divine intervention eventually comes in, eventually the the good and the bad alike are going to um, are going to have a lot coming to them. And so you have to prepare yourself right now. In any day, things could go crazy. And are are you ready to meet the Lord right now? Absolutely. Last time I looked, Nick, nobody gets out alive. We're all going to face that exit interview. Nick, I want to thank you for your first time being on the Terry and Jesse show. We look forward to more times in the future, and I wish you and your family and your crew a very happy Thanksgiving, and keep up the good work, brother. Thanks, Terry. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless. God bless you. Thanks again. Folks, uh, I want to really just say that um, this is a special weekend for you to be able to evangelize your friends and family, and so let's bring all kinds of articles, researches, uh, websites that you can tell your friends about the Catholic faith because so many times at these holiday weekends, this is a time where you're going to meet people that you haven't seen in months or even the year. And this is a, the time we all need to reach out to our brothers and sisters with the faith because remember, Our Lady of Fatima said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. So we're going to have a combination, a one-two punch. One, we pray for the conversion of sinners. We Make, we give everything as an offering to God, as a sacrifice. And then two, we give them the faith because as we know, the most merciless thing we can do for someone is let them wallow in their sin. So charity says, let's give them the faith. So I want to thank you again, uh, our listeners, for supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio because I can promise you that's all we're going to give. We call it the perennial teachings of the church. I don't want to hear Jesse's personal opinion. I don't want to hear Terry Barber's personal opinion. I want to hear what Jesus Christ teaches. And that's what Bishop Strickland does for us. That's what Bishop Athanasius Snyder does and all of our crew here at Virgin Most Powerful. Why? Because we have one goal. We get to heaven. What does Jesse say at the end of every show? He's on the road right now. He's not here with me. I'd say, Jesse, what state should we be living in, brother? And he would say, the state of grace, Terry. Yes, and how do we do that? Can I make a suggestion, everyone? I got a scheduled appointment for confession on Saturday. I'm a sinner, and I bet you you are too. So I want to encourage you for the Thanksgiving holiday, find the time to get to confession so that when you are with your family, you can say, hey, I just went to confession. I, you know, I, It was such a great thing. Have you been to confession lately? And they might say, uh, you know, I haven't gone for a long time. But maybe I will go. You see what I'm saying is talk is cheap. The supply exceeds the demand. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And you care enough for them to get to heaven. Wow, here's the music. Ah, it goes by fast. Again, have a great Thanksgiving. And remember what the little flower said about wasting time. We only have short moments of this life to work for the glory of God. And the devil knows this. And that is why he's trying to make us waste time. These next four days, let's focus on the salvation of souls in a very special way for our family members and for our church. Let's make reparation for the sacrileges that are going on. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's what happens. Our Lady Fatima said these prayers before the Blessed Sacrament. For what? Reparation for what? Sacrileges! And they are going on in our church. And you, a little guy like me and you, we can make reparation for that by our prayers and by our sacrifices. Thanks again for joining us here. And I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving again. And, so, and I thank you for those who are supporting us in this time of our need. And if you'd like to support us again, just go to vmpr.org. And God richly bless you. And-